Welcome to decaf from an absolutely bonkers, crazy, insane Friday morning. Uh, Mark, is that an energy drink that I just saw you take a sip of? No, it's a Coke coffee, so a lot better. Than... Kind of. <laughs> no, it's a lot better. It's not great, but it's better than right. energy drinks. I've only had one energy drink since Lent's ended, so. Okay, good job. Good for you. Well, cheers to that. Um, your poor little heart. Don't know how much more it can take. Um, as we're speaking, there is some just crazy stuff going on in Nashville with the mayor coming out this morning and talking about a potential property tax change and all these things. We're not going to talk about that right now because things are still evolving as we speak. So we're going to pump the brakes on that. We'll talk about it next week. But believe me, we have plenty of opinions. And if you want to see things as they're coming out, check us out at beacontn.twitter.com slash beacon underscore TN. We are tweeting out all of our opinions and hot takes on that. And um, you can follow along with us because we're going to keep you updated. In the meantime, something that has come out this week that is more of a solid-ish deal is that Oracle is coming to Nashville. And um, when I saw on Mayor Cooper's Instagram the other day that he was making the announcement that Oracle was coming to Nashville and that there would be no investment on taxpayers' behalf toward Oracle, so no corporate welfare on the local level, it was really exciting. But Mark, I know there are some things swirling around there about the deal. What do we know so far? Well, so first of all, I guess it depends on how you define corporate welfare. It's There's not no corporate welfare. It's just a lot less and a lot better deal than normal. So what happened is they're only making, they're basically, I think, $175 million going towards infrastructure, which we all benefit from. That's kind of the point. And the property, some of the property taxes from Oracle are going to be basically going to that. Essentially, Oracle is going to pay upfront to have these built, and then they're going to pay some of the property tax going to go back to them. But compared to what we've seen in the past, this is an incredible deal. I mean, we're used to the city giving just as much money as anybody wants. They give cash up front. They give property without selling. I mean, th this is a... Uh, this is like a huge step in the right direction where it's like 90% of where we'd want to be. You know, I think we'd still prefer no government incentive at all, but it, this is so much better. And you, you have to, I mean, this is a real step in the right direction. And um, we have complained quite a bit about the mayor. He's done a pretty good job on corporate welfare, though. He's renegotiating you know, deals for the Titans, for the Predators. So it's been good. I think we're still waiting on what the state's um, part of this will be. We don't know any numbers yet. We, if there's rumors, but we don't know what's going to happen. So if the state were to give them, you know, a cash sum up front or this money, we would have an issue with that. But it's $1.2 billion, what they're saying is, they're, and they're bringing, you know, a ton of jobs. With them. So this is a great day for Nashville. Um, I think we'll need to see a little bit more of the details. But from the city's perspective, um, it's very rare when we don't hammer these deals. So when you look at the actual specifics of it, it's a pretty good deal from what we've seen. Again, it was most of what we've seen has just been the mayor's press release. So who knows what's going to come out? But for right now, we are excited. Well, we're going to have a Hawkeye on that. And Oracle is a really, really big company, could bring a lot of great things to Nashville. But we said that about a lot of a lot of other big companies. And then there have been some crappy deals that have been made. Crappy yeah, we're happy they're coming. And it's been great for the city. And especially as the city's having some economic problems overall, it's, it's really great that we are bringing them to the city without giving them a ton of our money. And it's not going to actually raise taxes on anybody, um, which is great. So as of right now, Mark and I are thumbs up on this. We will let you know if that starts to change. <laughs> from, yeah, from, from the city perspective, we're about a yes. 90% thumb up. From the state perspective, we'll, we'll see. TBD. Question, question mark still. Um, but you know, it does get a big thumbs up from me and Mark. Something crazy awesome went down last Friday in Birmingham. I went to Birmingham a few weeks ago, and there were 
election type signs all over every single street that said Amazon workers vote yes on union. Well, obviously, because of who I am, that made me nauseated. And uh, so I was very thrilled to find out that last week, the Amazon warehouse workers in Birmingham voted no to unionizing. And that was a really, really huge deal because, you know, we talk about right to work a lot and Alabama is a right to work state, Tennessee is a right to work state. It's really important that states remain right to work states or become right to work states that they are but it just kind of goes to show at least for me and mark i can like i'll get let you give your opinion on it but it goes to show at least for me that while unions might have been necessary 50 100 years ago it's kind of they've kind of passed their prime workers are choosing not to unionize not only are they choosing not to join unions that already exist they're choosing not even to invite a union into their workplace and i think that's a really huge deal there's a couple of points on this point one um, that's was kind of been not talked about is it was a blowout. It wasn't even close. I think it was over two to one for people over who know the union. Um, so it was not even close. It wasn't a 50, 49 thing where you like, cause I mean, you always hear about how, Oh man, if it wasn't for, you know, if Amazon didn't get involved in the election thing. Um, number two is I thought we were supposed to accept the results of elections. It seems like a lot of people on the left don't, they missed that memo where they said, shame on you, Amazon. And uh, it's because of all these things. Like, I, I just thought that people were allowed to vote in their best interest and we, we were going to respect that no matter what. Is that not, is that not the rules anymore? Oh, I love Sassy Mark. Keep it coming. I love when they, Sassy Mark. But I think that they probably, I mean, I'm just guessing they probably just show their ID when they, when they went to vote in the Amazon union election, but whatever, um, who am I? Um, but no, it's, it's a brutal hit for the unions and it's something that the people on the left need to understand and say, you know what, they voted in what they felt like their best interest was. It's amazing to me when people, I mean, you see the, the Tennessee Hollow or any of these left-wing things are so upset that these people didn't vote the way they want them to do. It's like their lives. They are choosing to do this because they think it's best for their life. I don't know why these people in a different state feel like, oh man, they're really hurting me personally by not being part of this union because they don't want to pay the dues or whatever. Like yeah, it's, it's insane so that people- Go to yeah. Alabama and work at Amazon, like and vote the other way. Like, but if you if you're not, then it, you don't have a dog in this fight. No, yeah, yeah. If, I, I mean, they want a stronger union. I guess you don't get a stronger union when people vote it down, and it really does make it makes the labor unions look bad. I mean, to lose by that much, it's not even a loss. It was a it was a blowout loss when everyone keeps talking about, oh, we need this. It's like, well, the people who work there don't feel that way. It was so what enough of this- Alabama would call they got whooped. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. It felt like they were playing um, Texas A&M or something. But what what we need to take away from this is like they can make their own choices. Good for them. They, they did something they felt was good for them. Stop criticizing them. It's they made this decision and it's a blow to unions for sure. But everyone is smart enough to kind of figure out what affects their lives and they voted on that. So stop, stop criticizing them or blaming Amazon. And the people who thought that Amazon should unionize had this weird range from like Marco Rubio and all these other people and like left stuff because they're mad at Amazon. But it, it was, a, I think it was a big decision and people keep talking. I, I've seen stuff about how the union's coming back in the South. It's not. <laughs> the labor unions are not coming back in the South. If we'll anything, just let you know, that's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Keep keep thinking that, but that's clearly not going on. And this was the, the biggest indication that it, they're not even close. Yeah, that's some big old wishful thinking. And uh, we, we, we like to have a, a count of how many things that we've called that are going to happen. And I think that we can pretty much say that's 100%. Uh, we're going to be right on that one 100% when we look down yes. the line. Um, something that I was not right on that I called, I, uh, Mark got really mad at me on Sunday. I woke up from a nap, my, my mid master's tournament nap from holes like seven to 13 with, um, 
for, for like 10 texts from Mark, who's furious because I had really been rooting for Justin Thomas. I'd really been amping him. I will always do that every day till the day that I die. I was amping Justin Thomas and boy, he choked. And that was really unfortunate. It was really sad. I'm not so the laughing. reason I got mad at you. Let, let, let's talk about that. I'm not going to get mad at you for being wrong. I got mad at you because I had a bet that I needed 20 people to be under par. And on the 18th hole, and there was 21 at the time. And on the 18th hole, Justin Thomas bogeyed to go from minus one to even. So he almost lost me a bunch of money. Thankfully, everyone else finished out. There was a bunch of people that were still left at minus two. So 20, I needed over 19 and a half. I got 20. No thanks to Justin Thomas, who I also bet on to miss the cut. So he almost cost me a lot of money this weekend so i was mad at that not because your predictions are terrible your pool must have been maybe the worst one in history though i think oh, all four of those bad. all four of those guys were over i don't think any of them finished in the top 20 the only person in my master's fantasy bracket that made worse than me and if he's watching this he's gonna be bad is alex armis who is the board chairman of our young professionals board he's the only person that did worse than me. i feel like the only way to do worse than you is you pick people who aren't actually golfers like they don't get any scores i feel like you had the one guy you have was like plus 12 over 13 i can't believe anybody did worse than you i would love to see who he picked it was so bad yeah did he did only guys over 60 well i feel listen, like it's the only way he could lose to you I know. well listen i will say that i took advantage of a master's fantasy rule that no one else knew about which was the night of the cut if if you had players that got cut you could switch them out for others and so i switched out and put um will zalatoris in and someone else and so it raised my score a little bit but not oh, so that's called cheating no and, it's in the rules but if nobody else knows about it and you set it up then it's it's cheating also like you still mom. came in second to last and you can replace no, guys i didn't set it up i didn't set it up it's it's part of the master's rules i didn't set it up i just saw it and i took advantage of it well and, your one guy's like plus 15 through the first day so by the normal rules you would have definitely come in last place by a mile well, 100%. You still did bad, even being able to replace it with the second place finisher. So, right. But I do want to talk about Will Zalatoris for a second because I think we've been doing a lot over the last year about like finding the good and praising it and sharing heartwarming stories in a time when there's not much things that are heartwarming going on right now. Um, but Will Zalatoris did an interview where he talked about how he used to play juniors with Jordan Spieth all the time and he could just never make it. He could never break through and get up to the next level. And then all of a sudden he just was, and it wasn't really an all of a sudden thing. It looks to us like it was all of a sudden, but he said that every single time that he saw Jordan go out and win a major or do really well, he would go out and hit golf ball and use that competition to motivate him and so we joke around that like oh we love capitalism we love competition we love a horse race it, it provides for better outcomes for everyone but it really did in his case and so um I think that Will Zalatoris is going to be one of my new favorite golfers just because he really is it just goes to show he's got a good heart he's a good hard-working kid um and I really 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 do like him Mark do you have any people who came up during the tournament who are well, the ones that you I just I just like the whole Adam Sandler tweeting at Zalatoris kind of because he looked like his caddy and uh and happy Gilmore and, his, and he said good luck young man or something like that so that okay. was really funny I but no, I mean I didn't watch it's still golf so I try not to watch that much of it but I won some money on it so it was a good it was a good uh, gambling day for me well I will be watching the rest of the rest of the tour going on um I think it's super fun the last thing I wanted to talk about is um have you ever watched a movie and and you're it's probably an older movie if I had to guess and you hear a line and it's a line that you, maybe you've said for so long because you've heard people say it and you had no idea where it came from that happened to me the other night my mom and I went to see Casablanca I'd never seen Casablanca before and over and over and over these lines were coming up of like here's looking at you kid which I knew was from Casablanca but at the very end where he says to the 
to the uh, Nazi guy who he had been fighting with the whole time. This looks like the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Um, of all the gin joints and all the world, she had to walk into this one. All these famous quotes that I just had absolutely no idea they came from Casablanca. Mark, have you ever had anything happen like that? Yeah, so I've never seen Casablanca because like I don't watch any movies kind of before, I guess, 85, 90. But I guess so, I, not recently, but probably the past five years, I've seen Tom Cruise movies. And I didn't really watch those before. So the two that I remember, and I don't actually remember the ones called, but it's the, I saw the You Can't Handle the Truth thing that's um jack nicholson a few good men i think right yes but then also the show me the money thing i watched that uh J oh. mcguire is that um, what's it jerry, jerry mcguire yeah and it's like that's like show me the money i never i never knew that came from that so like there's been a couple like tom cruise lines of movies i've seen probably in the past five to seven years that i never knew and i heard like oh that's what that came from you always hear that's people say show me the money that's so funny because we see gifts and we see all these things and we just you know don't really think about it but um that's kind of that's one of the things I went on a old movies kind of craze last year I really I, I need to look Mark we should google and see what famous lines that came from movies and watch those movies so that we can be more cultured and more educated well, cake eater comes from mighty ducks one so I think that's one of the most famous phrases in, in movie history you you and your children's sports movies I just can't <laughs> even with that um uh remember the titans let the boys play that was me in college i need, need to rewatch that movie again it's on disney plus anytime i heard a ref blow a whistle in college i would just shout let the boys play it was kind of like an alabama student section like people just did that but good times um Next week, I'm going to hold Mark to this. We're going to name for our last topic, our fun topic, 10 songs that you would take with you to a desert island. 10? Okay, five? <laughs> yeah, 10's too many. I don't have that much time. Okay, five. Five songs that you would take with you to a desert island. How about one CD? I think that would be better. <laughs> okay, we can do one CD. Sure. Okay. Sure, we'll do one CD that you would take with you to a desert island. Mark, please surprise us and don't pick fastball or nickelback. Okay. Okay. <laughs> probably fastball, but we'll see. Oh, geez. All right. Well, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next week.